you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. What camera am I looking at? That one right there. Hi. So ignore what I'm talking about, audio fans. I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes and Stitcher, and as always presented by McDonald's. All day breakfast. Go get you some, even around the holiday season. That doesn't mean that you can't still get yourself an Egg McMuffin and a hash brown. 6 p.m., you make the rules. You know what? That's a good thing to do. I might put some hash browns in the stockings uh, for the kids this year. Christmas is fast approaching, and before that, Star Wars is going to be here. The Force Awakens, I'm over the moon about that, as I'm sure you are. The reviews are rolling in. Studio 66 is empty right now. In a matter of moments, though, you will see... Maurice Jones-Drew, Ike Taylor, Handsome Hank, joining me in Studio 66 to break down all that we saw in Week 14. Real quick, let's take a look back at Monday Night Football action and uh, see what Odell Beckham did against his pal Jarvis Landry. Actually, before we get to that, something else. Tom Brady, I announced a couple of weeks ago that I wish to be adopted by him, and I'm going to just move out there and you know, inhabit uh, space, I don't know, somewhere on the compound or outside uh, the gate there at the Brady compound. It just seems like they have too much fun there. But I did see something very peculiar as they get ready for the holidays at the Brady Bunchin home. Take a look at this here. I don't know what to, to make of this. Producer Keith Black pointed this one out to me. And it's uh, Giselle up there putting the star on the tree. Tom Brady, a great social media follow, always funny stuff, and uh, having some fun with the teams he's about to play. This one says, I guess the mission wasn't fully accomplished. Now we are ready for Christmas. Thanks to the love of my life, Giselle. And in the photograph, Giselle is standing precariously atop a ladder on a very t- standing next to a very tall tree reaching with everything she's got, like Odell Beckham trying to make a one-handed catch, putting the lighted star atop the tree. 
and it's a nice moment and everything, except for the fact, why isn't Tom Brady doing that? Why is he imperiling his poor wife? Is he saying to her, hey, you know, listen, hon, I'd be happy to do it as the man of the house, except for the fact that I got some big games coming up and I don't want to risk injury there. But then what about Giselle? She's a model after all. What if she falls and gets a a pine needle scratching uh, one of those lovely cheeks of hers? There's no winners here. And I don't know why Tom Brady didn't put the star atop the tree. I didn't mean to start off on a sour note like that. But you know what, Tom Brady? That's a nice little addendum to the Sheck report. And you did that one to yourself. Um, next, though, let's look at the uh, some highlights from uh, the Giants and Dolphins game. And the highlight to me, yes, I know Odell Beckham had another magnificent game. And I think he now really does require, and this transcends EA's, uh, you know, Madden 16 cover and all that stuff. He is now fully, got to be one of the three best receivers in the NFL. Yes, black tie behind the glass. Do you... I know you love to watch him, and you're a style guy more than you are the substance of the numbers and beyond that. But it's hard to argue at this point that week in and week out, Odell Beckham, in more than half the games that he's played in the NFL, has now gone for over 100 yards, and many of them spectacular, right? His splash reel, I guess that's what scouts call like your highlight tape or whatnot. His splash reel has to be one of the best, if not the very best in the league ever since he got in got to the NFL, right? Yeah, you know, I, I always hearken back because I'm way older than you to Lynn Swan of the Steelers was spectacular to watch. And John Jefferson of the San Diego Chargers of the late 70s, early 80s. You want to look up a highlight reel, go look up his. But Odell Beckham is statistically way more productive than either of those guys. The other guy put in the mix for spectacular catches is Larry Fitzgerald, which may be a paradox because he's so he's, he's not, certainly doesn't have the foot speed but nevertheless has made some of those uh, highlight reel-type catches over the course of his career. But yeah, it transcends just that, though. The level of production is uh, is outrageous for Modell Beckham since he started playing. He missed the first, what was it, month or so of, of 2014. But ever since then, it, he's hard to take out of the mix if you're playing the New York Giants. So your top three will look like what? Antonio Brown, let me guess, Antonio Brown won. Um... Where would you go, number two? Would you go with, not A.J. Green? Well, when he's right and he has a quarterback, Des Bryant is pretty unstoppable. And, you know, the guy who always gets left off the list, too, is Brandon Marshall. But he's having a gangbusters 2015, too. That physical receiver that you just, it doesn't make a difference. You can have two guys on Brandon uh, Marshall, and you and same thing with Des Bryant, and you'd like to think that's true of Calvin Johnson, except sometimes you can take him away. Calvin's lost his speed, man. That phys- but it's the physicality of Des Bryant, and, and you know, the other guy who's inexplicable, and we're going to talk about that, and I don't think it's Julio Jones' fault. I think it's Matt Ryan's fault. That's something we're going to get into here, the plummet of Matt Ryan. I never held him in the highest of regard, but he's really fallen. I mean, they were 5-0 and at one point, and they can't even score points now. Real By the way, we're also going to talk, uh, we're going to do Deer Ikey. We're going to talk about uh, the state of the Carolina Panthers. We're going to talk about the Steelers-Bengals kerfuffle in Cincy the other day and and all that. That's coming up with all the other fellas. Yes, Blacktop. Real quick, a year ago, you were saying Calvin Johnson's already the number two greatest wide receiver in the game. I said that two years ago. What Didn't you- I back off that last year? Uh, you might have backtracked a little. Not even fully back. Uh, listen, my gig is is I, to, I, to some degree I project ahead. If I only went off what I we've already seen, that's no fun. I'm trying to extrapolate 
what is in the present and what's in the past and project ahead what might happen. Sometimes that leads me to saying things about Ryan Mallett that don't come true. (laughs) Yes, I thought Ryan Mallett was going to be really good because he was good in the SEC and he had a big arm and he learned from Tom Brady. All right, I didn't know that he was going to be a 'er ne'er-do-well off the field. I I thought maybe he'd shape up. Fair enough, I am not accusing Calvin Johnson All right. actually is my favorite player. It's sad to see, like, he sort of lost his speed, but also also that offense isn't humming right now. But uh, is, he, is he even top five right now in the league? No, no because you go Antonio Brown. Yeah. I think Antonio, uh, I think Odell Beckham's ahead of him. DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins. Him. Julio Jones is, a, you know, and uh, Des Bryant, Brandon Marshall has certainly been, like I say, productive. And that's off the top of my head, and I'm sure we left somebody off, and I'll get a, a cross tweet or or uh, 17 from people because I left their guy off. Oh, A.J. Green. How about that one? A.J. Green's another one that I probably, yeah. I get, yeah, I'll put A.J. Green ahead of Calvin Johnson right now. Yeah, that's another one I'm going to have to do. Um, But like I say, the real highlight to me, as good as Odell Beckham was, making those big catches in a huge game for the Giants, because now, whether you like it or not, someone is going to win the NFC East, just as somebody has to win the AFC South, and the Giants stay in the mix there, and they have a good shot to take it. The more I think about it, though, I think the Eagles are going to get it done, even though they play at home with Arizona. We'll give you those picks on the second podcast this week. Speaking of Odell Beckham, programming note, Guess what I'm doing, Black Tie? Well, you already know this because we have to jam all our shows and all our work into uh, a couple of days at the start of the week. I'm going to go visit with one Odell Beckham in, in New York and the outskirts. Don't be awkward. I'm not. Well, I'm always awkward. I mean, what am I going to do? How can I can't change? You're going to throw him. You remember when we had Jarvis Landry in here and you threw him a bunch of objects and he yeah. caught him? Like yes, a I human did. baby. I did. No, that's a, a rocket ship. You should do that with Odell. Actually, yeah. throw a real football to Odell. Let's see if he can. Uh, Catch a few pounds. I might do that, but uh, yeah, so look hit. for that. Programming note, game day morning with Eisen and the fellas uh, prior to the kickoff on Sunday. Damashek, Beckham, be there. You don't want to miss that. That's going to be good. Yeah. Shechem. Maybe that could be our new thing. If like, if Odell Beckham and Damashek hooked up and became the new celebrity couple, you know, what was the Benefer and all that? You know, that jazz? Yeah. This would be the new one. Shechem. Like Kim Ye? Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the highlight of, uh, of Monday night's game, of course, the glorious uniforms on the Miami Dolphins. Did you see those things? I'll cover, I'm going to talk about them in just a second here when we show you the Sheck report. They were just heaven sent. And also it's a little bit bittersweet because it makes me angry because why don't the Dolphins wear those? And in fact, I'm going to hereby make a call now that, This opens the gateway for a glorious couple of years upcoming here. We've seen some teams. You saw the Dolphins. I mean, the uh, Buccaneers bring back the creamsicles a couple of years ago. That's a good move. The beautiful Dolphins retro uniforms. In fact, here are the three uniforms I want to see next. And I guess it's too late in 2015, but 2016. Let's make this so. I want to see the Seattle Seahawks. There, uh, if you're watching and if, you, and if you're listening to us right now, I encourage you, nay demand, you look at it on YouTube, uh, find the NFL channel and look for the DDFP there. The three I really want to see. One, the Seattle Seahawks of the late 70s. Not when they got fancy and put the blue face mask in in the early 80s. No, the Steve Largent and Jim Zorn era when they first came into the league. That's still my favorite, even with these newfangled blue getups. I like the silver and the blue and the and the uh, green that they first wore. I also love, by the way, I, I'm aware of the theme 
uh, the, uh, what what's happened here. The uniforms I like best, I hear you when people tweet me, hey Dave, I don't know if you've noticed, you like all the uniforms that you first saw when you first started watching football. That's right, but they also happen to be the best uniforms, conveniently. Speaking of which, the Atlanta Falcons, round about, I guess, you know, from 78 to the, you know, through the early 80s, they had red hats, red jerseys, and gray pants. Those are heaven sent. I love those. I'd like to see this, uh, this group give those a shot. And lastly, the early 80s, not the late 80s when Boomer gets there, the early 80s of the New York Jets. Now, I don't think they should abandon their current white ones with that Joe Namath. Those harken back to the Joe Namath era. But in between, Freeman McNeil and Richard Todd and the uh, the New York Sack Exchange and Al Toon and Wesley Walker, just the green and white, the white face mask, let's give those a shot. Not, I don't want them all year. I don't want them forever. Just give me a once a year. And I think America will celebrate that. Football America will celebrate that, certainly. All right, so there you go. Let's do that. Congratulations to the Dolphins on the uniforms. Congratulations to the Giants on the victory. And congratulations to Damashek and uh, Odell Beckham, because uh, soon I think we're going to fall very much in love. I look forward to speaking with Odell Beckham. And, uh, and uh, we, I look forward to speaking with Ike and Maurice and Handsome in just a moment. But right now, let's get it to the Week 14 Sheck Report. Dave Damashek. Bullseye Damashek, you've done it again. Hey, all right, back here in Studio 66 and joined by the gang. Let's go around the table. First of all, Maurice Jones. Drew, oh, what's, what's up, the you, poop? How are we? Why do you always throw it <laughs> to yourself and catch it? Because that's the way. It's, it's, you know, my name's right there in the show, you know, and it's the Sheck Report, you know. Sheck, you ain't. Hey, but Maurice does terrific work, everybody, with this guy seated to my immediate left from the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Ike Taylor. Make sure you watch him on NFL Now Live seven days a week. At some point this week, there will be something up there at the Celebration Station with one Larry King, who we got to meet on Sunday on Game Day Blitz on NFL Now, right, Ike? Pretty cool, man. That was a good time. Yeah. We call him Uncle Larry. Did you know him legitimately? Did you know him before he visited us on Sunday? Sure. Well, I don't know. Sometimes you guys don't. No, know I, I didn't know him. I just caught him on Twitter. <laughs> caught him, on social, caught him hey. on social media, man. He liked one of my segments, and we got to going back and forth. And I said, look, man, you got to do a segment with me and my guy, MJD. He was like, what? I'm like, fashion popo. So I got to break it down to him tomorrow on fashion popo. And we're going to critique some of his... Mm-hmm. Outfits. Well, he likes to wear the suspenders. You guys yeah, might want to make him feel uh, at home and wear suspenders yourself. We we, we got some going. We oh, all some. right. You don't, don't need my help. You don't need my. But we definitely gonna critique the heck out some of his some of his wardrobes. I don't know who would yeah. dress to that man. Yeah. Well, listen, he's from a different time, right. really, than you guys are. Right. But speaking of someone very fashionable, it's uh, James Bond. He's from England. You know who else is from England? Who that? Handsome Hank. Bam. Intro. We've been waiting for like Every eight weeks. Week. We'll, get one next year. we'll get one. Yeah, we'll get one. We'll get one before we retire. Time will tell. <laughs> uh, hello, handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Thank Where you been at? I've been around. You've been I've been around the building. building. Got a little five o'clock shadow, man. You've you been, been going through yeah. it. Five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Man, I want to bid like Dave's. Hey, is everybody who at this uh, at this table here, and then we're going to jump into football. Who here is going to see Star Wars? 
You'll see Already Star Wars tickets. Ike Taylor. He's Already gonna take. Got a you're gonna take your nine-year-old boy. Of and my wife. Oh really? Yeah, the whole gang. All three of us going. Yeah. And your favorite Star Wars character is still Jar Jar Binks, right? No, I don't like. Jar Jar. I thought you did. Jar I like Jar how you Binks say Jar Jar, Jar Binks. Well, Darth Vader is my favorite. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Oh, I'm I, a villainous kind of guy. Yeah. yeah that's I, I forgot. That. You love the Joker as yes. well. Yes. But I do like how you say Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Handsome. You'll certainly see it, right? I'm gonna go see it. Maybe. Yeah. Have the little ones seen it? In no, your house? well, I need to. They've seen some of them, but I need to. I want to sit down with them and watch like the the five ones that count that have already happened. The premiere before it's Friday. Friday here, right? It's I right. think so. Yeah, That's I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not taking them to the premiere. I might take them in January. Gotcha. That's probably when, when there's less yeah. people when, in the When are you gonna take them? January. January. He used January. All the syllables. Oh my goodness. Tell all me how them. you're supposed to say it. January. Wait, <laughs> how are you supposed to say it? I don't know. How, how do you January. say it? Jenny. January. 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 You barely open your mouth and say it. Just say January. January. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've said some things that have upset Cincinnati Bengals fans, and I don't really get it. We're going to get into that. A.J. McCarron, as you know now, is their quarterback, at least for the short term. I don't know how long it's going to be. So we're going to talk about that. I want to talk about the Panthers. Maybe it would be a good idea for them to lose a game. You heard Golden State sort of express some relief that they finally lost the game. Maybe that would suit Carolina. We'll talk about that. Matt Ryan, ooh, he is really playing badly. How badly? We're going to figure that out. And, of course, Dear Ikey, where we ooh. offer our relationship advice for you. The holidays are nigh, and this is a tough time for a lot of people out there. And so hopefully Dear Ikey and his pal Maurice, and maybe you too, Handsome, can chime in and uh, offer up some, uh, some wisdom, you know? So we're going to get in to all that, but like we say... Larry King joined us on NFL Now Game Day Blitz. This is the show, 1 p.m. Eastern, all the way through the completion of the late afternoon games. Me, Ike, Maurice, a cast of others. Bucky Brooks joins us. Mark Istook, everybody else. Colleen Wolf. And everybody. Except for Handsome Hank. Why don't you come out and join us? I've never been invited. Well, Larry King joined us. Take a look at that. I want to see. I uh, See, what I often say is that th what I love about this show is Ike Taylor from the Bayou, Maurice from the East Bay, Dave from the Banks of the Three Rivers, and Handsome from London. We have very little in common, really, collectively, but we love to talk about football. That's what brings us together. That's what brought Larry King to our midst. And take a look at uh, how that went. Larry King, great I, stuff. I leave you Check with out this. his show I leave on you with this. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Ike, what do you say then? Oi, vase me. Or vase me. We're back on NFL Now Game Day Blitz presented by Xbox One. Great thanks to the great Larry King. Look at that. You have great respect for your elders, Ike. I really love that about you. You do. You love you love the Rooney family and they love you right back. I was raised by my elders. Like just coming from We all were. My mom was family. No, like my aunties and uncles, it was yes sir, no sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am. And when you're talking to somebody and you shake somebody's hand, you look them in the eye. Mm -hmm. That's 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 how I was raised. Like, See, they're they're the stairway. So if you see an old person go before you, make sure you open that door. Make sure you pull that seat out. Make sure you take care of your elderly. So that's how I was raised. What you didn't take care of was the Yiddish language. In fact, my the, Yiddish was very off. Yeah, it wasn't that. as good. But yeah, that, Larry King's dab was better than your Yiddish. But that's what say. brought us together. That's exactly right. You see, people yes, handsome. <laughs> I was just gonna say that's what you know. You say we don't have a lot in common, but I agree with everything I just said there. 
All right, it's time for Black Tie's cockamamie new segment. He wants us to give it a second shot. We tried it once, I think, a week ago or two weeks ago. Here it is, everybody. I don't like. I don't feel comfortable saying it, so you say it, Black Tie. By the way, it's Matt G. Matt Gothard's segment. You know, he's uh, he's now stepping in Emma's shoes and uh, yeah, Emma VP right over guy. here, Matt G. Um, he's been Fire. with us all season. So uh, say what? This is a segment, so let's do it. It's time for say what? All right, say what? <laughs> You gotta say it with some enthusiasm. Why don't you teach me, Maurice? Say what? Because <laughs> I, I was I was like double damn. That was my thing. <laughs> like damn. All right, what's our subject today, Black Tie? On say what? Well, as the segment goes, <laughs> you can find crazy stuff on Twitter these days, and we try to find the craziest of things, and then we go say what? So yeah, let's show our crazy tweet for this for this week. All right. It says from Dustin Webster. Actually, handsome. You always do a good job okay. of reading the social media. So take it away. Wait. I don't know if I like this, Dustin. Just check it out. We'll read it. Honestly, yes, read. Though, why do we have an Englishman analyzing football? I can't even take this segment seriously. I could group together two other guys, and we could put together a more intellectual football show. Say what? what? Say what? That's an outrage. That is an outrage. That's a that's a deal. Hey, Dustin. Talk to <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Just a hard look. Yeah. That's all yeah. handsome yeah. had for him. That's all I got for him. I say challenge what? accepted. Go yeah. ahead, Dustin. Right, Get Dustin, your two chums together. Intellectual. Let's that's not what we're trying to You know to what do. I'll do? You want <laughs> intellectual? You came to the wrong place. I like <laughs> it. You know what? If you're if you're writing checks with uh, your mouth that your butt may or may not be able to cash, let's find out. I say let's uh, submit us a video, Dustin, you and your two chums, and I'll, I will absolutely positively Better be intellectual. Dustin. Yeah, that's right. It's got to be intellectual. It's got to be very intellectual. If he's too intellectual, he's not going to make it. Yeah. No, indeed. I think I proved that. intellectual, period. You're not yeah. going to make yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. There's no room for intellectual matters it's here on, on this football. show. Um, all right. Let's talk about those Carolina Panthers undefeated and looking good and Cam Newton's running all over the stadium now. It's a little weird that he's taking laps around the stadium. It's still the regular season. He's but getting people excited. Right? I love the celebration. You know I love no, what did you No. Did you love what Pittsburgh did since we're talking about celebrating? <laughs> yes, You love the hour-long the celebration. The hour-long celebration for... We're we're getting, we'll get to that. I want to talk about the Bengals. I thought that was hysterical. And another reminder, quarterbacks around the NFL. Yeah, I know you've heard about Revis Island, and don't test that. Be careful with Gay Island, too. You know, like, the man got you don't five, want to be throwing it too, too. Five interceptions to the house in the past three years. That's pretty impressive. Yes, indeed. Yes, it is. So, uh, But let's talk about the Panthers right now, then we'll get to the Bengals. Maurice, maybe it sounds like a fan thing because you hear that story anytime a team's undefeated. Like, you know, the edit, the added pressure of being undefeated, it's enough to be in January. And it's not like Cam Newton has this uh, great track record in January, um, or the Panthers do for that matter. Maybe it's a good thing that if they would take a loss between now and the start of the playoffs. Yes or no? No. You don't see the, you don't see the merit in that? No, because I, I think... And we're probably going to talk about it. When you talk, I'm a Warriors fan. It's different. They play 82 games. Right. They're playing games back to back. They're traveling all over the place. Football is once a week. You only get 16 opportunities hmm. that are guaranteed to you. And, and you're blessed and fortunate enough to get to the playoffs. That's a totally different set of things. Take care of what's in front of you now. They should go undefeated now. And they'll have confidence going into the playoffs so they can beat anybody. And that's all that matters. I hear you, but there's sort of like that... that uh... Uh, I, I would want the but there's that extra bubble there that you want to burst so you don't have that hanging over your shoulder on top of it. No, I no 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 no. 
can't. That's, that's what you go into the season for. That's what your offseason is for. That's one of those dreams. That's one of those rare dreams. That's one of those point whatever percentage dreams of a team going undefeated other than the Miami Dolphins in the NFL. Man, it's hard to win a game. I let, agree let, with let that. alone 13 games. Yeah, I you know what? I, I hear you. And if I were 14 and 0, I would never be one of those head coaches. The year the ought five that the Colts were on the cusp kind of of running the table and Tony Dungy took his foot off the gas. We've mm-hmm. seen that a couple of times where a team lets up a little bit and they take that loss and they give up the chance of the impossible dream of an undefeated season. But I also feel like the Carolina Panthers, they're different than the New England Patriots because the Patriots had won some Lombardi trophies by the time they almost ran the table. The Panthers haven't done a great deal in January over the last decade. Is Now, on the this will just put the spotlight extra, extra hot on them. If they're also 16-0, and 0, they're not, they're not slipping under any that's, radar. That's what you want. That's what, that's, like Mike says, that's what you're playing for. That's why you started the season. That's what, you're hoping to get into this. There's position. nothing wrong it's, with being in the history book. Right. Yeah. It's a defeatist it. mentality to yes. say, let's get it out the way. Let's lose, get a loss out of the way. I think, like, well, yeah. I was going to say the Warriors, that was their response to losing. They wanted to run the table. No question. That's what they wanted to do. That was just their response. Like, okay, now we lost. Now we can get back to. But no, you want that pressure because as a player, as a, as a performer, you want to be under the spotlight. You want everybody to talk about you. I mean, that's the reason Cam dabs and he runs and he loves that stuff. He wants that that. I guess that a challenge to go out there and be undefeated. Well, Draymond Green specifically of the Warriors said, uh, well, it's nice now. You know, it was a fun thing, but, you know, now we can uh, focus on what uh, what's more important, which is winning another title. That's what uh, I was well, really well, that, well, thinking about. It. Focus. But remember, they played 24 games. I mean, Cam's only played 13. Right. I hear you. So it's, it's, it's completely different. I think. I, no, I, I bring it up more because it feels like I say, I feel like players may or may not believe that. That may just be a myth. That's why I brought it up to players because – I think fans and the media love batting around that kind of stuff, like turn the positive, positive into a potential negative. But you're, you players obviously are nah, saying man, you we, would never. You got an opportunity to get in that history book. I need it. I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. The bigger question, though, might be when it comes to week 17. Cam gets hit a lot. And do you want to – yeah, they're probably going to have a bye week. Most likely they're going to get a bye week. Do you want to give Cam a week off? at that point of the season, and then are you going to win a game without him? No, no. I, I don't think you I, do, I, I, but I but I wonder no. what, you know, that's see, the decision that has to see, be made. See, this is my thing. Why all of a sudden, since we're getting close and this is is getting crucial, we start talking injuries. We start talking how they should lose. Like, Cam had an opportunity to get knocked out of the game the first week. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that wasn't the issue. So now, since he, like you said, probably going to have that bye for the playoffs. Week 16, when you want to say it's not, you know, so-called – going down for the books, leave him out because he might get hurt. Mm-mm. No, I want him to play. Yeah, I'm with you on that. If I were the head coach, I would never say I'm putting in my backup to keep him fresh or clean or Don't tell Tony, Tony Dungeon me. Yeah. If, if, well, we, if we're on that cusp of, of breaking these records and being in the being in the books for the rest of our lives, so you mm-hmm. kids, kids, just forever, we can forever talk about this, please don't tell Tony Dungeon me. Please. That's interesting. Well, you know, we've talked here. I think all four of us agree at this point. Correct me if I'm wrong. Cam Newton is clearly, unless something really big happens elsewhere. You know, I have heard Russell Wilson as for the MVP starting to get some momentum, but I still think the undefeated Panthers have to give it, you know, Cam Newton leading the way with that. Ted Ginn Jr. said something interesting. Black Tide, do we have a video of that? No, we have a board right here, actually. Oh, here it is. I'm going to read it out. I give all my success to Cam Newton. Without him, there is no Ted Ginn. Mm. A bit dramatic, don't you think? You got to be careful when you talk about yourself in third person. 
especially in the sport of football. Damashek will make a note of that for future reference. <laughs> exactly. But, <laughs> but I, I think, and we talked about this on the show, that, yeah, it's Cam Newton, but it's also there is no other guy there to, to pull him out and put someone else in. You know, so he can make those drops, and he doesn't have to worry about that guy behind him. I've never seen an NFL wide receiver fight the ball as hard as Ted Ginn Jr. does. Even on the ones that go for touchdowns, he catches the ball up by his eyes like a scared child, kind Believe of. Believe me, as a Dolphins fan, I saw that for did, whatever it was. Did, did a stat. Well, really, he's a special team mm-hmm. punt returner slash kickoff returner. Mm-hmm. He just so happened to find his way to make, you know, the receiving core over there kind of by default with the Carolina Panthers. Don't get it twisted, though. 17.4 yards per catch. That's a lot. The, 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 that's saying I'm a deep threat. Yep. That's saying I'm just about two first downs when you give me the ball. So when you got a guy like a Ted Ginn, who, what's his nemesis? Man, him fighting the ball, he going to Ike Taylor. Like, mm-hmm. he play receiver, but he going to Ike Taylor the ball. So I understand why we're talking <laughs> about. Self-deprecation. Yeah, so I, I understand why we're talking about the guy, but, man, 17.4 yards per catch, man. You're scared going against Ted Ginn. Well, the point that Ted Ginn, really, the takeaway there is, and I think most of America is now on board, and we've all decided that, you know, that uh, that mother, that overly protective mother in Nashville a few weeks ago, shame on her for saying, my daughter was at the game, and I, I she had to watch you dance like that. And, of course, if Cam Newton were white, we've had this conversation since September, if he were white, he would be treated differently. But, in this, it, uh, you know, extending that conversation a little bit more, Ted Ginn Jr., is really Julian Edelman before Julian Edelman got with Tom Brady. He was this, it was a specialty kind of uh, player. You would use him on special teams. He might have, uh, you know, some some uh, marginal use for you. But Cam Newton's turned him into, like you say, 17.4. He scored a lot downs. of touchdowns. Eight touchdowns. I yeah. mean, he, he, he's a legit threat. The scary thing is, though, and this is future references. Me and MJD was talking in the green room. So you have Funchkiss. Is it Munkins or Funchkiss? Funches. Funches. You got Funchkiss, the youngster who's going to be a second, second year receiver next year. You got Calvin coming back off of injury next year. You have Ted Ginn. So what do you do by not putting so much stress on Calvin? You move him in the slot. You know, you not now you get Ted Ginn to clear out, and we call it flurry routes. You get him to clear out, let it. Let Calvin weave his way back in on the crossing routes. Them same routes that Doug Baldwin is getting mm-hmm. for Seattle. Now Calvin gets that in the inside. And when you think Calvin is back to himself again, you put Calvin back on the outside. It, it, it brings a lot of versatility when you have a guy like Ted again. Yeah, think about how devastating. Yep. You said that the other day, Ike, and it's true. Imagine when they get Calvin Benjamin back and Devin Funches is into year two. Yikes, that offense could be scarier than and it you is. Don't forget Philly Brown's making plays. Yep, yep. And I mean, then they're going to add another piece, and they're going to probably draft another running back. Tight end. To another tight end. And you could still build up that offensive line a little bit more, and the defense is dynamite. All right, let's move on now to the Cincinnati Bengals. Everybody's buzzing about them, including Damashek. I'm going to third person myself. Damashek's third personing Damashek right now. But I say this. All of a sudden, Andy Dalton is uh, is uh, because he, his numbers indicate in 2015 he's among the best quarterbacks in the NFL. As I've said for three years now, Andy Dalton happens to be under center on the most talented roster in the NFL. Maybe the Bills are w- would uh, take issue with that, but you know that offensive line's terrific. AJ Green is dynamite, Ike. I mean, uh, he's the tip of the iceberg. Eifert and all the other pass catchers, two Absolutely. nice running backs, great defense. Andy Dalton. 
is very good. He's but, but he, he, listen. He's supposed to be. Let's well, not like, act like Andy like, Dalton yeah. is uh, suddenly this January Warriors who get with, to with, just with, get Andy to the playoffs. With the weapons he have, Shaq, man, he's supposed to be good. But yes. And I'm going to keep talking about this because we play him twice and we play him twice for a long time in Pittsburgh. Man, for some reason, when he played Pittsburgh, man, it just don't look like Andy Dalton. And, and you saw that last game before he got hurt. He was in the red zone. He threw a pick in the red zone. So you can say what you want to say about a young man. When it, when it comes down to the stats, I get it. People like to talk about the stats, but when you want to come down to them wins and losses against Pittsburgh, it's not looking very good. Well, but I, I heard on Sunday night and Monday morning, well, that's it for the Bengals. And there are a lot of pieces out there right now that you can find online and elsewhere that say, well, what a shame for the Bengals. Such a magical season undone now. Their ceiling is now lowered with A.J. McCarron. Hey, everybody. Well, I want to hear from you about that. But I think A.J. McCarron, you know, saved the reps, which obviously you can't discount the significance of four years plus worth of repetition for Andy Dalton. But A.J. McCarron is the same guy with a slightly stronger arm. I, you know, I can't evaluate his intellect and his ability to read defenses. Surely it is not as great as a five-year veteran's. But I think A.J. McCarron in that offense, he'll be kept clean by that offensive line for the most part. He has great guys to, to catch the passes he throws. I don't, I don't think that the season is done for the Bengals because Andy Dalton goes out handsome. No, I don't think it is, but but we're going to have to wait and see. I, we have no take. We have nothing. All right, but we it's my job to, to, to take a side. My side is I think that, that, that this is not going to kill see, the Bengals. I see what you're saying. I mean, basically, he's back in Alabama. I mean, right. yeah, it, They'll make it, it simple for yeah, him. Yeah, no, no. He has perimeter support. AJ, mm-hmm. you know, AJ Green. You got two running backs in Bernard. Two good Hill. running backs. Uh, we're going to see what the protocol is with Eifert on yeah. that concussion. Mm-hmm. If he plays, he has him a tight end. The only thing with McLaren is, McLaren is, can he, do he fold under pressure? Because mm. they put a lot of pressure on him. And you saw once he got, that was the difference. In Alabama, at Alabama, he had a clean pocket. You know what I'm saying? You had a nice little running game. Your play-action game was real good. But now when you got guys all around your feet, got guys all around you, your shoulder patch, you got to slide in the pocket a little bit more. Can you deliver? Mm-hmm. That's what we don't know about AJ. Yeah, yeah. That well, yeah. I guess that's the secret that we'll find out here. Just a quick, what, what's the deal with why do players always get injured in that Steelers Bengals game? I don't know. Man. Always, every it's, year there are key players get injured in that game. It's intense. Is that my imagination or is that is that for real? No, it's intense. I mean, since since Heinz Ward, I saw Heinz Ward knock somebody's jaw out, mm-hmm. knock that young man Keith Rivers' jaw Clean out, up. like off, like help. You know what I'm saying? Ever since then, man, it's 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 been crucial, man. They felt like you know they they was up and coming. Lions of the North. Because last year, like last year that game changed the, what happened in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They want to stomp their feet. We saw Andy Dalton after that Monday night game against the Texans. Andy Dalton, you—that's disrespectful to call me a BB gun. And Pac-Man Jones before this game, the Steelers are all gangsters, and I don't like that stuff. And now their fans are coming after me for saying I think your team is fine with AJ McCarron. I don't think your season is necessarily over. And if you ever need it, like that. No, they don't like that because because that is a knock on Andy Dalton. I'm not I'm being disrespectful to Andy Dalton by saying that. And this is my bias coming out. Hey, guess what? You know, Pac-Man and Andy can't do it. And Bengals fans, you can't control other people's opinions either. Right. No matter how hard you try. I'm sorry that this that doesn't sit well with you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Maurice, though. 
What's your take? Do you, you say that the Bengals are, in fact, in a lot of trouble? Well, I thought I'd hit it on the head. If you watch the game, when the Pittsburgh Steelers got pressure on uh, A.J. McCarron, he threw the ball away. I mean, he tried to get out of his hands quick. So, I, I get it. He's a confident guy. You know, he really believes in himself. But like I tell people all the time, when a quarterback gets hit, it changes everything. You start saying ghosts. It changes everything. You want to get that mm-hmm. ball out quick. Guys are sitting on routes. And so, yeah, you know, they have to, they have to do the long travel to San Francisco. They come back, then they have to go to Denver. I mean, they got a tough road ahead of them. And just because San Francisco is bad doesn't mean that, uh, that, that, that that trip there makes it a tougher game. And we all know that. That travel, I mean, you guys struggle with Oakland. We struggle with both Oakland and San Francisco. I mean, going from east to west is a tough thing. So you have a young quarterback. You're taking that travel. You got your tight ends probably going to be out. Who's he going to throw to? They're going to double A.J. Green and make it someone else beat him. It's going to be an issue. Well, yeah, but but real quick, though. I mean, to me, and it's not, it's not. I, mean, I guess it is a knock on Andy Dalton, but Andy Dalton, I'm sorry, is not uh, no. Tom Brady, and he's not Peyton in his prime, and he's not Roethlisberger or Russell Wilson. He, he is not the most significant person on that roster. Hugh Jackson is more important. I would say that offensive line is more important. A.J. Green, to some degree, is more important. It, Geno Atkins is more yeah, important. It, it, he's still delivered, though. Like you, you I don't know. Wanna, you don't want to take too much from Andy Dalton. You know what I'm saying? Like You can watch a few tapes where he used his eyes to get the, get the safety to move over. He'll throw the eifer. Like, he's grown a lot, you know, but it's just that, it's just that, that black cloud for the playoffs. Well, like, that's the other thing. What I talk about po- poking a hole in the bubble, the added pressure that maybe the Panthers don't want of an undefeated season. Same thing. I always say it, but they're human beings, more talented human beings named Peyton Manning and Clayton Kershaw and Tony Romo feel the heat of their past missteps. So too will Andy Dalton come January. It doesn't make a difference what he does in 2015 regular season. Right. In the first game of the playoffs, he's not a human being if he's not thinking, all right, this is, I got to win a game here. I got to stop all the noise from all the other people outside. I've got to prove them wrong and do something. That is, and that affects Scott, most guys negatively. That's a fact. I don't and the difficult thing might be, depending on what, what happens with this injury, we might not find out until January 2017 whether he can do it. Yeah, well, we'll see there. You know, he's not having surgery as of the time of this recording, Andy Dalton. So maybe he'll be back in the postseason and he can prove me wrong. But I think A.J. McCarron might prove me right in a good way, Bengals fans. I'm not knocking your team. I'm saying you have a loaded roster that will continue to perform reasonably well, even with a second-year kid who, as Ike says, was at Bama for a reason. He was a blue-chip recruit. He won national championships. I mean, I think the kid, I like the swagger. Like, oh, Tom Brady did the same thing. I love all that. I think that that all works for uh, for the Bengals going forward here. Yeah, whatever. Next topic. <laughs> right. I, I don't <laughs> didn't mean to bore you. Like, my goodness. All right. Let's talk about this. Matt Ryan, he's another guy who has under-delivered based on expectations, based on salary and everything else. In fact, we got into this um, on Sunday on Game Day Blitz talking about just how bad Matt Ryan's gotten here. I think going into 2015, most people probably had him ranked somewhere around 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that range among NFL QBs. Let's play now the new game, Matt Ryan or, ready, handsome? We're going to start with you here. Matt Ryan or, which QB, and here's the standard, too, that I I, I generally use here because it's too much to say who do you want next season because then you're involving a calendar year of one's age and all that stuff. One game... I'm telling you nothing else about it except that the fate of the world hangs in the balance. Here. That's fine. 60 minutes of football to save planet Earth or she gets destroyed. 
and it's on this quarterback. I'm not telling you how good the other team is, what their skills are. I'm not telling you about your offensive line, your pass catchers, your head coach, the weather outside, anything else. Only thing you get to decide is who your quarterback is. So here we go. Matt Ryan or Derek Carr. Who do you want? Fate of the world. Uh, I like Derek Carr's body work this season, mm-hmm. but I've seen Matt Ryan do it more consistently. I choose Matt Ryan over Derek Carr, but only, like, if you said, well, it's that's, going off that's, of this year, off of what you've seen this year. That's all we know. It's going off of whatever you want to. Make the choice. You're you're in charge of deciding who if our quarterback is. If the game's happening is. tomorrow, I Earth's want, quarterback. If the game's happening tomorrow, I want Derek Carr. Maurice Jones-Drew. Oh, it's no question, Derek Carr. Derek Carr over ice for the for the planet. Ice. You like that, don't you? <laughs> I'm going with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> where, where did he that come from? That was an from? option. <laughs> what you mean? I'm going with Kirk Cousins. Uh, I don't think we, we got haven't got that yet. yet. We'll get to Kirk Cousins. You want <laughs> Kirk Cousins over ice, though? Yeah, I do. All yeah. right, what about okay. Derek Carr? No, I'm going to go with Kirk. Uh, we didn't get the Kirk yet. <laughs> <laughs> I got to throw it off. Derek. Just, yeah, I'm going to go with Carr. You're going to go Carr. I'm right. a, it's his confidence right now. All yeah. right. It's, it's, Matt it's, Ryan. Denver and Denver. Matt Ryan or Blake Bortles to save planet Earth. Ike Taylor. I'll say it. Don't say Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I was about to say you Kirk, if you Kirk. Want to. <laughs> I had a feeling you might. I'm going to go with Blake. You they, sound excited about saving the planet. I'm going to go with Blake because he's been putting up numbers. He's been giving me 39, 43, right. 35. I got to go with that. Handsome. Yeah, Wake and Blake. You, <laughs> Wake and Blake. How's that you, Maurice? Yeah, after you put up 39 and then 51, mm-hmm. I definitely got to go with Blake Bortles and the Jags. You know what? I'm going ice in this one. I, I'll take really? ice over We're gonna Bortles. See this I like Bortles a lot. I got it. Here it is. Do you Are you willing to make a wager right sure. now so we can do it on Sunday? Sure. Mm-hmm. Push-ups. 20 push-ups. Wait 20 a second. Push-ups. It's Falcons at Jags. You're right. You're going to find really? out. 20 push-ups. 20 push-ups. That's, that's, that's a Dave does that every day. Come on. It's a great mistake. I've done 20 push-ups <laughs> combined over the last decade or so. I'm sure I could do that. 50 push-ups. All right, 20 push-ups. What do you say, Make Black Tie? Don't say 50. That's, I gotta, that's a lot. I'll have to keep Black doing the show. Do yeah, we gotta, that's I, not I good TV, actually. You can't do 50. Stay doing 50 push-ups. No. Black Tie brings up 50 just so he can tell everybody. I, well, I, can, I, I, I could do 50. I could but do 50. I'm talking about full pushers. I ain't talking about the band. I ain't talking about the short stroke. Hey, by the way, I'm you know uh, you know Black Tie, he's already, you know, he's feeling it after he defeated Maurice in Madden. He right. Now his next challenge, he wants Ike Taylor in one-on-one basketball. And he shooting, is... Shooting? Shooting-wise, shooting, shooting wise, I'm not that good of a shooter. But just like one-on-one straight action... Well, you know what? Uh, this is a direct quote from uh, from Black Tie. He said, "Check. I've seen uh, Ike play basketball. No, he it will, it, never seen He said, I right. saw Ike play basketball. No, I will definitely life. beat him in one-on-one. That's what he said. Hey, that, this, you know what Maury says? With the DNA, you are the father, you are not the father. He's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> you are a liar. I'd, I'd like to see it. He That's never saw me play. But we can play. We got a spot right there. We can play. Make it happen. All right, we know Ike will take Kirk Cousins. How say you, Maurice? I, I, Matt Ryan or Kirk? I'm going to go with Kirk, captain, man. Oh, come on. I mean, they're, I, it's getting crazy I, now. I, Kirk I, Cousins I, I, over... How not? I, you know hey, what? He's look, consistently look putting up points. Consistently. The man has been balling. And he's not hey, turning the ball over. At all. He's not turning the ball And he doesn't all. have Julio Jones on his offense. At all. Yep. And at he all. runs touchdowns like run. that. Hey, man, they're in position to make the playoffs. You forgot that. They right? are. And, and that guy right there, Reed, 
is special. He does have some weapons. How, how, you, how you not go with Kirk Cousins? Because he's Kirk Cousins. No, 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 I'm just no, no. Not crazy. Get off the name I, Kirk Cousins. I know. I can't. I can't. Let's talk about snob. progressing quarterbacks. He's one of those. I because it's, you know what? I am a snob, and when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong, like Jerry Orbach at the end of Dirty Dancing. Maybe I am wrong, but I'm going to wait till the end of the season to declare I was wrong about Kirk Cousins that's, and Jay Gruden for that's that. That's low down. That's low down. It's not low down. I'll admit it. When the season's that's over, low. let's see what Kirk Cousins does well, over what, the What has Bowl. Matty Ice done? You're right. A whole I, bunch of I le- we got the NFC title game. No, oh, this year. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I, it yeah, still I thought counts. it was going on this year. I'm going off of who I want to save the planet. This Answer. year. I, well, right I'm now. Say, I'm saying right now, I'm but I've seen Matt Ryan, Ryan do I'm well. I'm going to take Ryan because I've seen him do that more often. I saw him beat that Seahawks defense in 2012 playoffs. That was, that was yeah, their yeah, second yeah, yeah. year in the defense. I know. Yeah, yeah, this is 2015. I get it, but Kirk Cousins has done zero. At least Matty Ice has done something in the postseason. I got, I got to go with Dave on this one. The other two. Oh, the other two. I don't care, but y'all are wrong. Okay. Both of y'all are totally wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> All right, last one, Matt Ryan or Teddy Bridgewater? Handsome, I start with you. I'm going to go Matt Ryan here as well. I am too. I am too. Maurice? I'm going to go uh, Teddy has more wins right now. Oh, come on. You're going to go Teddy Bridgewater. Seven wins what last year. They already got he ever won? It doesn't matter. He wins. Every game is big in the NFL. He's winning. All right. Ike? Teddy. All right, let's put these guys in order then. I go in order the guys I would most want. Boy, this is a tough list here. I'll go Derek Carr one, then I'll go Kirk Cousins two. Dave's making it look like he he thought about the he's thinking about it right now. Suddenly there's a graphic that's been built for. Yeah, him. Uh, no, you know what? I did I did think about this, but then in the in he ensuing messed, hours, it's called production. You're messing up Matty G's first show. He's Gothard. I ready. Gothard behind the glass. So I screwed up. So I just now I changed my opinion. Derek Carr is still my number one, and I did say for the record. But before the draft, two year, uh, two drafts ago, I said the best quarterbacks in that draft are going to be in order: Derek Carr one, Blake Bortles two, Teddy Bridgewater three. And there you Probably. see. I think everybody, the world, would agree with that list now, right? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Kirk Cousins as two. And two. Blake <laughs> at three. Yeah, I'm gonna put Blake at three. I'm gonna put uh, Maddie at four. I'm gonna put Teddy Bridgewater at five. That's how I'm gonna do it. But you just picked uh, Teddy over Matt. I know, so I'm just going with my rankings. Handsome, any changes you'd like to see here? Derek like, Carr's our number one to save the planet yeah, out of this quintet of guys. Yeah, I think I think for now that's true. I might I think Blake might wind up going one. This is a tough one for Maurice because his uh, his pal Blake might end up winning the AFC South. And that's you know, by the way, I mean what a bum week fifteen matchup that is for the division lead in the AFC well, South. Week fifteen. Bum. Well, I mean, listen, that's a bum matchup if it's Chaz Whitehurst, uh, Clipboard Jesus, Clipboard going, against, uh, going against T.J. Yates for the division lead. That's pretty bad. Either way, though, the Jags, they go Falcons, and then they get to play. Which one of those two teams do they still get? Uh, Houston, I, I believe. No, uh, Houston. Yeah, because they played uh, Indy twice already, and they just whipped uh, Indy, by the way. By the they way. They play Houston Week 17. The antithesis of, yeah, the the – the antithesis of Matty Ryan's bum Atlanta offense, which is scoring about two touchdowns a game for the last two months, is the Indianapolis Colts defense, which has given up round about 50 points to the Steelers and then to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Your Jags might win that division. They have a real chance. Eight and eight. Get you in. Yep. Seven and nine might win that division. Yeah. If I was going to pick those quarterbacks, I would have just flip-flopped the last two. Matty Ice had five and then... 
Boy, he's that bad, you think. And he and he is dreadful. And again, he has Julio Jones to throw to. They didn't score a touchdown yeah, in 60 minutes. Yeah, that's bad. That's crazy. How did it go from Kyle Shanahan, like, turning that franchise around for the first month of the season, everyone getting excited about it, and then now they're, they're this bad? I have no answer. Do you have any guess? Uh, you guys? Devontae Freeman. He got hurt for a second. Mm-hmm. Kind of threw everything off. And they ain't been right since. I just think people caught on to what they were doing. Because in the beginning of the year, Matt Ryan targeted Julio Jones at least 20 times a game. And all they're doing, they're, they're making someone else beat them. So we're going to stop the run, and we're going to double-team Julio, make someone else, throw it to someone else, and he won't do it. All right, so we've had our little debate. There was a minor amount of heat that happened here, but let's all come together now on what's more important. Not the game of football, the game of life. Mm. It's time for a holiday edition of Dear Ike. bit for Ike and let Maurice and Ike, if you aren't watching Celebration Station, the Fashion Popo, so on and so forth, shame on you, you're missing out. But, uh, that's right, I watch them all. We're going to go to the Thanks Super the Bowl show. together, all of us. It's going to be, it's gonna be so a wonderful time fun. there. Oh, it's so fun. But in the meantime, the, the holidays are here. And, you know, some of our colleagues, they're, they're not immune to having human problems, too. The first of whom, Dan Hanzus has submitted this question for you, dear Ike. Okay, Dan. Take a look. Ike, what's up? Dan Hans is here. Question for married guys or from a married guy. My wife doesn't like jewelry, doesn't like perfume. At a certain point, I'm not even responsible for a gift if she makes it so difficult, right? Hmm. Mm. I don't know about that. I don't want to weigh in. That's really on you. That's jewelry or perfume? Oh man, that's that's kind of tough. I agree. I hear where I hear the spirit of what Hanzus is getting at there. There are people out there who really put a lot of conditions on what they need and what they want. I make sure you don't get me. I'm like, all right. He, he can look at this two ways. Either he can he can step up and put his foot down and be like, "Bay, I know you don't like Ariel <laughs> perfume, but hey, I'm gonna get you this perfume. I thought that would smell good on you, mm-hmm. or Bay, I would like to give you a set of earrings that I thought would look good on you." By the way, we're going to dinner. So I did both. Right. I got you a fragrance, and I got you these earrings, and I got you these shoes. You can pick the dress because we're going to dinner in about four hours. Oh. So get ready and let's go. That, I, you know what? You've done that's it again, Ike, advice. because I think that's, that element of surprise, like, oh, this is a random night in, uh, in my life here on the Big Blue Marble. No, it's not, because I'm taking you out for a fancy night on the town. Yeah, Zickers, I mean, Hanzu said uh, the mother-in-law comes into town often. I'm sure the mother-in-law would be in town for the Christmas holiday, so mm-hmm. go on and tell the mother-in-law, can you watch the kids for a couple hours, set everything up. And even though she doesn't like the fragrance or the, fragrance or the, the jewelry, Hey, babe, you got to wear this because this is what I got you. I'm ready to go. Let's well, go and, Je- and we know Hanzus is a Jets fan. Maybe you should just get his, uh, his wife uh, a Ryan Fitzpatrick jersey. No, sometimes you got to put your foot down. <laughs> no. Sometimes you got to put your foot down. <laughs> okay. Maurice, you always, uh, you're kind of the, the yeah. yang to IGN. I am. What are your you thoughts? know, I was in a similar situation. Uh, I'm not a big anniversary guy. We talked about it, but I was in Jacksonville. I had a buddy of mine set up a, a nice night out. Now, I met my wife at the place, but it was like a little scavenger hunt. Like I had him take her to the mall and I had something already picked out for her. So she went in, she put it on, you know, and then I had him take her, get some shoes. And it was like, it was like kind of a little scavenger hunt thing. Then we got to the little place for dinner. I was already, I was sitting there already, you know, a little GQ'd up, 
Yeah, yeah, you know, and the flowers. Legit. It was nice. It was that something, was and it wasn't. It wasn't that expensive. It was just something I thought she would like that I, I'd like to see her wear. You know, similar to what you're doing, but you kind of put the initiative forward. Or I think I said something early in the uh, we've answered these questions early on about going out there and making a card for her then, because mm-hmm. it's really the thought that counts. Really, mm-hmm. it's all a thought. So if you put the little effort in, you know, I love you. They'll make your own Hallmark card. I do, I do resent the cliche, it's the thought that counts, because I have a lot of really nice thoughts. Like, wouldn't, you know who would love this, and I should get that, and wouldn't that be a special time? So I had the thought, but I don't, uh, you know, follow through on it. But if the thought, if it really were the thought that counted, I would be a hero, you know? Well, you have to follow through on the thought. You yeah, well, I didn't know. That's uh, Handsome, you agree with that? Uh, I do. I, well, I, what I would say is that while, like, fragrance, is one day that's going to run out, that bottle's going to run out, or the mm-hmm. shoes, maybe, that, you know, they, they fall apart, or the, the dress may get outworn. I think a shared experience is a nice thing. You know, maybe like buy tickets for the two of you to do something you've never done before. That will last forever in your minds. Wonderful thoughts all. All right, next up here, yeah, our pal Bucky Brooks. I love <laughs> <laughs> Bucky Brooks has a question for Dear Ike. Dear Ike, man, I have a question. If you're in a serious relationship, is it okay to like your ex-girl's photos on Instagram? Whoa, that's a dicey one, Ike. Yeah, you kind of want to stay off that social media. You know, especially if you're in a serious relationship, that's that's the past, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. We're not looking back in the past. We're looking for the future. And you don't want a free argument. Mm-mm. Why you want to go and give yourself a free argument? So the, the less turmoil in the house, the better the house will be. So, mm-hmm. no, Bucky, I'm not, I'm not liking no Instagram for no exes. Because the ex in the past, she had ex for a reason, because I exed her out. So now the woman <laughs> that I'm with, she's my right now in my future. Yeah. Well, but isn't there... All right, Maurice, you go ahead, and I, I have some thoughts on this. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't do the whole liking thing. Uh, yeah, I, I think I said it best. There's a reason that we didn't get along. Now, you may be beautiful, but there's something about you that just didn't, our chemistry didn't mix. And I'm trying to figure out if mine mixes with this new one. And I want to make sure I give her everything that I have. Because if you do give her, if you give her seven, 75% of what you have, you never know. And so that, that's what that X does for you. My, you know what it is interesting? My narcissism gets in the way. Your advice is right, but I, I don't like to be told that I'm not allowed to like, you know, it's a picture. And by the way, the extra factor it's, is it's you said you X'd them out. Yeah, if I X somebody out, then I feel bad for them because now they, you, they you, lost Damashek from their lives. You, you shouldn't. Like, from their they, bed, at least. And that's They, uh, they should feel bad. You right, so I'm, I'm just saying, liking. Hey, you're still okay in my book, no. lady. Mm-mm. No, you, you, you give her no leeway. I've gotten, I you always, no I, any current lady always gets upset that I have liked past photographs, but, you know. Let's that should be your lesson. Uh, 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 I know. I can't help it because right I don't now. like to be told that I'm not allowed to do something. Uh, well, you don't even have to tell me I'm not allowed. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. But it's the principle. It's respect. It's, it's the principle, Shaq. <laughs> like, it's, it's certain things you, you, you want to do and you don't want to do. For that house to be cool, man, don't like that. Sounds like Dave's still got a lot of growing to do. Oh, you don't want to? You don't want to. I'm, I'm resisting. Oh, you know right from wrong. You just don't want to. <laughs> You're giving me something to think about. Handsome, anything to continue. I have nothing to add. There. I mean, I had it right first. Time. Good stuff from Bucky Brooks. Make sure you listen to the Move the Sticks podcast uh, twice weekly, and uh, make sure you listen to the Around the NFL podcast thrice weekly. Last up, someone who sits in here 
uh, on occasion on the DDFP to help us make our weekly picks. The great Patrick Claybon has a, has a uh, question for us. Dear Ike, your mom wants one thing, but your significant other wants another. How do you approach the situation? It depends on what it is. You know, this... Now we're getting serious. Because this is my wife and my family. Mom gonna be mom. But my wife and my family depend on me. One, to be the provider. Two, to make all the tough decisions. Mom, I'll always be your son. But right now, for future, and right now instances, I gotta take care of my wife first. I mean, as tough as it is saying no to you right now, you have to understand that this lady is number one now. You know what I'm saying? It's, and it's hard for people to say or make that transition, you know, but the truth hurts. Well, you know what? Mm -hmm. uh, you know what I suggest? Well, Maurice, I keep interrupting. I'm sorry. I like no. the yin and yang of you guys, and then I'll, I'll give you a thought. I, I have to say, I've been in that situation before. My wife and my mom want something, and I guess me just being raised by my grandparents and single parent, it's more like you only have one of those. You know what I mean? And so I, my wife, like, in our situation is different because, like I told her, if my grandpa was still around, he'd be living right next door to me. You know, that's just kind of how it would go down. And so she understands how important they mean because, again, that was all we had. It was, it was us five in that thing. And so we went through some tough times, but it's just kind of how it is. It's not like 30 other people. And if you can handle... You know, granted, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like, oh no, you have no say so. But there are gonna be some times where I'm gonna be like, hey, you know, grandma or moms want to do something, let's go ahead and swallow this because I don't want to do it. But let's swallow this pill together and do it. And then when you want to do something, I'm gonna make them swallow that pill as well. But it, and I think it's more of a give and take. Cause again, for me, it's just uh, women are gonna clash. You know what I'm saying? Especially when, when like you're, you're the, that's your mom. She wants to show her dominant side because that's your mom, you know, and then your wife wants to show that you're her lady. You're going to have that. It, it, it takes some time to fight through those things. You know what I mean? See, the good thing about my wife is she it's whatever you want. Right. right. So it, it comes it comes a time where, you know, like you said, I lean towards mom. But at the same time, hey, mom, I got to lean towards mm -hmm. wife because don't get it twisted. Hopefully, hopefully I bury you. You don't right. bury me. I still have to take care of this woman. Me and this woman lay in the bed. This woman's taking care of my son. Yeah, you raised me to be a fine young man. I get it. Mom gonna always be mom, but again, this is my wife. This is why I asked her to be my wife for a certain reason. And she understands. Right. Here's what I would do. See, I think I like what Marie said is women might go at each other. I say, don't try and make the peace. Make the wedge even bigger, and then you become the key figure in it. That's that's what I like. That's don't you understand? Much, I'm the star of my movie. Don't you? That's here's stress. Let me tell you something. Of course he does. Here's the thing, Patrick. I have a little inside information. Patrick right now is organizing a wedding. Like you, hopefully you only get one of those things, and and this is probably a real thing that he's going through. When it comes to that wedding, what you need to do is you have to be the, instead of being what you're saying, which is create a wedge, you have to be the buffer between those people because they're going to see no, each other. No, you have to create, what you have to work, you have to be highly skilled at this, which I fortunately am for my sake. But, you create a wedge, but then you seem like you're being the buffer. You want them to, you want yeah. both women to think you're bringing them together, but in fact, 
you're keeping them See, apart, a, and I, you're the central figure that makes everything I got keep a mom, on working. I got a mom and two sisters, so you Me know too. When, they, when they understood when they understood I was getting married and wedding, I was like, this is Danielle's wedding, right? Yeah. Like we, it's not we, your wedding. Yeah, you we, might be we, go, you're going to it. Yeah, we, that's we, it. We didn't call you for y'all, and and y'all didn't ask us for help. So she doesn't need any help. The only help she needs if her husband or soon to be husband, he's giving me the AOK. That's the only thing. So I don't need your insight on what you think the color should be or what she should wear. Y'all stay all distance because when y'all had your opportunity, y'all didn't ask me. Y'all just gave me the invite. Right. So do the same, please, with a smile. Thank you. Now, <laughs> I, I, in my situation, like, I, I didn't want to stay away from weddings. I, I, I heard about them, and I was like, ah, that's not for me. And so my mom took care of, like, the seating on our side of the family. But anything else I told her, I was like, make sure that my wife gets whatever she wants. I don't care what it is. All I want is Dan's band to be there. And they came. Yeah, do you see something handsome? What have I told you? You've heard, dear Ike, but now you've experienced, experienced firsthand. It's to be here. You see, it's something quite different. Yeah. It's real. You really do. I've been so scared. I actually have a question. Can I tell you something? For Ike. Oh, great. Oh. Can I ask Ike a question live? Yes. Ike, sometimes I get gifts you know, from significant others or from family, and you get the gift and you open it up, and inside, it can be a little disappointing. Mm. I don't want that. What's the best thing to do with this when, when that happens? Man, you know, they say through good times and bad times, still smile. Keep a smile on you. What would that look like? Open up a, pres a fake present. The handsome gives you a present. You don't like it, but you, want, you don't want to hurt his feelings. So hey, handsome gave I, me a I, present? I got you a present. Oh, man, thanks, handsome. Man. No problem. Thank you. Do you like it? Yes, I do. What? Are you going to use it tomorrow? No question. I appreciate that. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> yeah. I love it. The only yeah. thing bad about Dear Ike is that the more we do it, the more I realize I'm the worst person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> what, you ain't going to smile, Shaq? You going to tell the truth? Well, no, I, I'm, I, in fact, I just taught my kids about that. They were like, well, but isn't that lying? Well, you don't want to hurt people's feelings. It's very murky, actually, yeah. trying to advise people on how Especially to with kids, because they, they don't hide it. They're like, you have to, yeah. The key to yeah. it is, is you have to hold on to it and remember it for a long time. Because then when you get older, like one of my boys got me. So I was like, remember that bull you got me the other day? You know I threw that shit in the garbage, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I tell them that, and then we all and we sit and laugh. But then I can't. But when you give it to me, I can't say it then because it's, it's it's like fresh. It's where yeah, you wait, right. wait a little bit down the road. Like, what are you thinking? giving me that, dude. Like, come on. We're always open. Hey, NFL football players, coaches, fans. If you have any questions for Dear Ike, video them and send them along to us. Hashtag. DDFP, we'll get to him just as we will get to that ne'er do well who emailed that uh, you can't have an Englishman yeah. talk about pro football. Wow, and we're not intellectual disrespect. enough for his life. Say no disrespect. I know that. Yeah, that would make a difference there. That All right, fine. wonderful work as always, Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones Drew, handsome Hank Hodgson. All right, but make sure you you check out the timeline, Tale of Two Cities Part One. NFL Network premiering December 15th, mm. the Dallas Cowboys and San Francisco 49ers, who did, in fact, have a great rivalry. 8 p.m. Eastern, NFL Network, December 15th. That's where you watch it. It's a great show, by the way, timeline in general. And that's it for us. We'll be back with another podcast for you, our picks for Week 15. I hope Handsome can join us for that one to uh, help us suss out who's going to win these Games that get more and more important with each passing week. But you know what? I, I, I'm feeling the love after, uh, after Dear Ike. We'll talk to you next time. Give me a hug. So Find out more on the next DDFP.
Hey, this is Bucky Brooks on the latest Move the Six podcast with Daniel Jeremiah. We are going to discuss AJ McCarron and how he's going to help or hurt the Cincinnati Bengals. Also, we're going to take a look at the biggest surprises of the 2015 season. Check that out on NFL.com slash podcast or on iTunes. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.